Today's episode is sponsored by Global Specialized Safety Incorporated, globalssinc.com. That's globalssinc.com. Safe by choice, not by chance, for all of your safety needs. Thank you for tuning in to Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast for veterans, first responders, and their families. We are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making help for PTS injuries easily accessible. With a vision of a world where the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 103 of Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. And always please share, share like the sugar bear, because sharing is caring. Every time that you share an episode of Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast, you are helping people find this resource. And I have received numerous, numerous letters, private emails, saying things like, this show saved my life. There are people who literally pulled a gun out of their mouth because they found a sense of hope, a sense of connection, and were shown a path to recovery via this podcast. Every time you share this, you're helping somebody else get that bit of hope and get on the road to recovery. So please, share, 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 because sharing is caring. Today on the show, I wanted to talk about what is a veteran? What is a veteran? Because it is a source of debate. I see it on Facebook, a different uh, veteran pages, people arguing about what constitutes the term veteran. So let's start with the Canadian legal definition of veteran, which I looked up on the website of veterans.gc.ca. So on there, if you passed basic training and then sometime after that received an honorable discharge, you're a veteran. That's it. So if you uh, passed basic training in the Canadian Armed Forces, got an honorable discharge, you qualify. You can get the plates. You can get the benefits. Away you go. Um, And of course, in Canada, the RCMP are also considered veterans because they fall under the Department of National Defense. I really don't understand how all that works, but Mounties are veterans too by status. Now, I have been asked, well, what type of veteran are you? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, are you a combat veteran? I'm like, well, That is a term that I've used to describe myself. I've called myself a combat veteran, but not everybody would agree with that. The reason I call myself a combat veteran is because I was in the Croatian War as a United Nations peacekeeper. And it was a war. It was a war zone, and I was an operator. Well, I was a forward operator, infantry soldier guy. And that's probably not even the right term calling it an operator. But it was all patrolling outside the wire, uh, behind enemy lines in some cases, which I found out years and years later 
was actually a black op, as, which sounds, you know, oh, black ops. No, it's <laughs> it's not a unit. It's a job. Uh, it just means that some of the patrols that we were doing in a place called Dobra Voda were off the book. I found this out years and years later by the person who actually wrote those orders. That's how I found out that those were not on the books. Um, so when we were doing patrols uh, in the middle of the night behind lines in a little town called Dobra Voda, we weren't supposed to be doing that. It was outside of the UN mandate, which is what made it a black op. Uh, there was no official recognition of those ops. It was under the radar kind of operations. All it meant was um, we weren't supposed to be there <laughs> doing that, but we were anyway because we thought it would be important. And it was important, and we did it. Um, that has nothing to do with the definition of veteran, though. So I could understand if somebody has pushback, if I call myself a combat veteran. It was a war zone, um, but I never fired a shot in anger. Some people did. There were a few firefights uh, as UN soldiers, and more than just a firefight, uh, a year prior to me being there, there was the Battle of Medak Pocket, which was the greatest battle since Korea. That's a big deal. The biggest battle since Korea. Um, it was a three or four day firefight is my understanding. I don't know all the details. I have trouble reading history on stuff like that because I can relate to it just a little bit too closely. But um, you're going to have to call anybody that was a MEDAC a combat veteran. Um, that's for sure, because it was actual combat. It was kinetic warfare. But me, I never shot anybody or at anybody. I got shot at plenty of times, and it was a very rich environment of landmines uh, that were going off all around us all the time, and a few of us got blowed up by the landmines. So it's just semantics for me. It was a combat zone and it was combat operations, even though it was, we're wearing blue hats. Um, so peacekeeping veteran, I guess I kind of shy away from using the term peacekeeping veteran because once I had somebody say, wait a second, you had a rifle. Uh, yeah. Why'd you have a rifle? You were a peacekeeper. <laughs> so I guess it's that my own personal experience, why I'm a little bit jaded about using the term peacekeeping veteran, because people in general don't know what that means. They, they don't understand that it was still a combat operation. You, we were keeping armed, we were keeping armies from <laughs> killing each other and from killing civilians. Um, so is that a combat veteran to you? I don't know. And it's fine if uh, somebody doesn't want to use that term. It's just a term. It's semantics. I don't care either way. Um, but what is a veteran? Did you serve? Yeah. Do you have to have had a tour to be a veteran? No. You don't have to have a tour. That doesn't make you more of a veteran. And in fact, there is... Uh, a a group of people that I have such a soft spot in my heart for. Now, people that wanted to go on tour, didn't go on tour. All their buddies went on tour, but they didn't themselves. And they have this sense, many people have a sense of incomplete service because they really feel that they should have been there. They should have had buddy six, but for one reason or another, tour just didn't work out, just the timing of it. And there's a sense of guilt that a lot of people have that they shouldn't have. 
If you served, you served. It means you put your name on the dotted line and you signed a blank check. You are not in control of where you go. Well, unless it's in the reserves, then you can choose whether or not you get shipped out. Uh, but when you're in the regs, you don't have a choice. If your unit ships out, you ship out with it. And that's that, unless there's a, a medical exemption. Matter of fact, I missed my first tour because of a medical exemption. I had surgery on my hand and I missed Roto 1. Probably a good one to miss. That was in 1992. Um, but I made it for, to Roto 4 in 1994. And I'm glad I do have that tour. Um, otherwise, I would have trouble even calling myself a veteran, even though I should. Because I would have a sense of incomplete service, which I still have. I always felt that I should have had a second tour of the Balkans. Uh, and I often feel I should have re-upped for Afghanistan. Because there's my brothers and sisters out there, and I'm not there to cover their six. And it's a terrible feeling. And that is something that haunts a lot of people. I know people that didn't make it out of battle school. And they... It just eats them up 20, 30 years later. It eats them up because they just couldn't do it. Uh, something came up, their their bodies broke. It's not their fault. Like you can't control if your body breaks. Uh, and there was a lot of that going on. Back when I went through, about one third would pass. So the course I went on was uh, 9111. And it was the very last traditional battle school, at least to my knowledge. I don't think it, it, uh, there was any traditional battle schools after uh, 9111 Ypres Platoon. And what we did, we started with 18 troops, so 18 recruits, started battle school, and 16 weeks later, we graduated with five. And that's not terribly, I mean, we were the smallest course ever to graduate, but... Um, when in those days, only one third passing was about normal. And then everybody else would either um, get recourse and have to do it again and again until they got it, or they would uh, go home without having making it. And all the folks that had to go home, I feel terrible for them because that is, uh, I've seen it, how it haunts some people, just haunts people that they didn't make it out of battle school and they didn't make it. Uh, to battalion and I feel so bad for them because it's not their fault it's uh you can't help if your knee gives out I was in holding platoon for several months because I had two broken legs from stress fractures the stress fractures were so severe that my shins were uh, three quarters of the way chopped through and I was still running on on, on legs that were three quarters broken on each one um, but once they were healed, I was able to go and do battle school and somehow I passed it. Still don't know how it's a bit of a mystery, but I did, uh, made it through and was able to go to battalion and, and end up doing a tour. But the term veteran, there's people that are, and they don't have the veterans plates and that's fine. There are several people that don't call themselves veterans for whatever reason. They still have the old thinking of veteran means Korea or a world war. And that's just not the case. If you served, you're honorably discharged, you qualify as a veteran. And that's it, no matter what you did. So be proud of your service.
whether regardless of the element, regardless of uh, land, air, or sea, regardless of uh, or or a mountie, and uh, just be proud because you did something that not a lot of people do, and you put your ass on the line, and that's the bottom line. What whether you qualified and uh, made it to your unit or not, whether you got out of trades training or not. If you didn't make it, hey, you still said yes. You raised your hand, you put your name on the piece of paper, and you said, fuck it, I'm going to go for this. And let the chips fall where they may. And that is something to be proud of. I'm proud of you. It's amazing that you took that step, you went to the recruiting office, you signed up, and you went through the process. If you didn't make it, you didn't make it. That's okay. Still a veteran in my books. But you're just not in control of the consequences. You're only in control of the decisions that you make, and that's it. Anyway, I uh, just wanted to talk about what is a veteran because there's a lot of douchery that goes around. People saying, you're not a real veteran. I'm a real veteran. Matter of fact, those exact words were said to me by an Afghanistan veteran once. Um, I was at a skydive center and somebody said, oh yeah, there's another army guy over there. Oh, okay. And uh, they said his name and I actually recognized his name. They didn't know him well at all, but I recognized his name and I kind of recognized what the guy looked like. So went up to him and, hey, I hear you're a veteran. Yeah, well, I am too. Oh, yeah? Were you in Afghanistan? No. Well, then you're not a real veteran. I'm a real veteran. Okie dokie. And, uh, of course, I've never forgot that. And there are people that see themselves that way as well. And there are people that uh, see others that way. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Putting somebody else down does not elevate you. Tearing somebody down doesn't elevate you. But anyway, what is a veteran? Love to hear what you think. If you agree, disagree, what are you thinking? Uh, throw it in, in as a comment. Send me a voice note or send me an email. All cool. For a complete show list, go to operationtraumarecovery.org. That's operationtraumarecovery.org for the whole list of shows. Or look for Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast, on your favorite podcast platform, whether that be Spotify, Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever floats your boat. Thanks, folks. Have a great day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Now, I've got a favor to ask you. And I know everybody asks for the same favor, but it's really, really important. If you can help, do your little bit by going to Apple Podcasts, leaving a rating and a comment. That would be awesome. Also, on your favorite podcast platform, whether that be Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or whatever floats your boat and blows your hair back, please click follow. And if there's an option there for rating, please do so. And this is why. Every time you click like, leave a rating, leave a comment, what happens is that it makes it easier for other people to find this podcast. The help that you can't find doesn't help at all. So help other people find this so that they can help themselves. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, share, share like the sugar bear because sharing is caring.